0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio episode 119.
1: The horror show at
0: Wrestle Life Radio. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. We didn't even talk about that. That's what I was going to say. Well, I'll beat you to it. Well, I so. think what that means is it's not a very original or unique joke because we've both thought of it.
1: Listen, okay, if you're just going to crap all over me, I'm just going to leave.
2: <laughs> he doesn't want to be here anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this show is going to be unique because often we all agree on wrestling, right? Like pretty often. We often agree with the predictions. We often agree with the results of the show, whether we love them or whether we hate them. But this is going to be a very different show because we have some very differing opinions uh, I will tell you, spoiler alert, Micah is not here. He absolutely despised everything about this show. <laughs> I mean, he hated it so much. I'm really disappointed he couldn't be on because he hated it. But let's uh, let's talk about it. But before we do, today is July 21st, 2020. And we have to give you...
2: This day in wrestling history.
0: Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. And yes, I know uh, Mr. Cumby hasn't been here... Uh, to say that, because I have been super busy and I haven't edited it in, that's why uh, we just kind of, we just kind of going for it.
2: What? Mine's not good enough. No, yours is great. I take it back.
0: Yours is great. You can't take it back. I'm not editing it out. It's staying. It's staying. So, 11 years to go today, the British Invasion, which is Brutus Magnus, also known as Nick Aldis, and Doug Williams defeated Team 3D in a tables match to win the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Brother now, Ray and Brother Devon. But why does that matter? Why is it such a big deal? Well, New Japan just decided we're uh, we're not going. We didn't sanction this match, and we're not gonna we're not gonna allow it to go through. Uh, unfortunately, their minds were changed, and on August the tenth, they did officially they did officially recognize the title change. But that was three three weeks later. So yeah, really interesting, and that was in Orlando, in the Impact Zone, huh? Yeah, so not a lot happened on July 21st. Uh, We just missed the CM Punk-John Cena Money in the Bank match, which was one of my favorite matches of all time. So that's okay. No big deal. So let's let's move right into the horror show and Extreme Rules. Do we have to? I can't believe they're making me say that. Why can't we just say Extreme Rules? I think for the rest of the show I'm just going to say Extreme Rules. I don't know.
1: I I will say, before we actually get started, honestly... Matt, I don't think our opinions are going to differ drastically. Okay. But I feel like if we have to go through our picks that we did on the review show or the well, preview show. Right uh-huh. If we have to go through that and like I did throughout this show and question whether I got it right or wrong <laughs> on multiple matches. I don't think you say that this is a great show.
0: It's just not memorable? Is that what you're saying?
1: No, like, I definitely have questions of actually who won matches that I watched <laughs> in front of my face. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know who won some matches. Okay. So <laughs> that,
0: that is fair. Uh, we do want to point out to our listeners that Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus did not happen. And as far as I know, they didn't mention anything about it on SmackDown, right? I don't think you told me that.
1: They might have... So, I assumed it was on the pay per view, so if they said it, I com- just completely missed it. I just, I just thought it was on the pay per view. I know they, it was originally going to be, but then they, much like the Randy Orton Big Show match, they saved it for TV because their ratings are so bad. Yeah. So uh, I don't know when the switch happened. I, I definitely didn't notice, but yeah, they, they changed it at some point. So they might have said it up Friday, and I just completely missed it.
2: Okay. Totally fair. I didn't hear it. Yeah. I didn't hear it. The Apollo MVP match also didn't happen.
0: Yeah, and now we know why that was. Apparently, Apollo Cruz has COVID. Oh, man. So here's the question. Why was he booked for the show? Like a month
1: in advance.
0: Yeah.
1: And also, in storyline, it makes even less sense because they booked this match. And, I mean, literally for like three weeks, they've been talking about it. Bobby Lashley, so they... they I don't know. Let's just get into the show because we'll talk about it on this segment. <laughs> I'm going to explain so much about this and we're not even there yet. So,
0: Yeah. So the kickoff show, I don't know if you watched the kickoff show. We did. Um, I say that. I did not watch the kickoff show, but I did watch Kevin Owens versus Buddy Murphy, which I was very excited about. And although it was kind of short, it was a good match. Um, but the commentators told us over and over, now Kevin Owens has, you know, taken away one part of seth rollins strategy and he will know buddy murphy won't be able to assist seth rollins later tonight and i'm like why people get beaten matches all the time and i mean it was like an extreme rules match or anything it was just a regular match and i'm not i don't understand why he was unable to assist seth later in the evening but and nobody whatever.
1: assisted ray
0: no but the match was good i like this match did you see it
1: I didn't see it, but I did hear good things about it, which, I mean, it's Kevin Owens and Buddy Murphy, so I I would expect
0: nothing less. That's exactly what I was going to say. Would you like to add anything to this match? I would not. Okay, it's perfectly fine. There's not (laughs) much to add. I mean, it it was an eight-minute quick match. Um, Nothing happened. I will say that my lovely lady absolutely despises the sports feel to Mm. the pre-show. And Kyle, I want to get your opinion because this has been going on for a, a little while now. How do you feel about them doing the, the whole ESPN thing with the, the guys in the uh the studio predicting the matches and being, in my opinion, kind of dorks?
2: Bozos. Who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was
1: on it this week? Did you see who was actually on it?
0: I don't I don't know their names. I don't know. Um here we go. It says right here Scott Stanford and Peter Rosenberg.
1: Okay. Oh so Peter Rosenberg is in uh New York, uh like radio DJ. Okay. He does a talk show. Um, Stanford is a—he's an announcer, I think, right? Like he's—I have no idea. Yeah, he's—he's he's a company guy, so he's a WWE guy. Uh, and I know Sam Roberts has done it before. Pat McAfee's done it. Yeah, so they'll have guests on there.
0: If it was Corey Graves and Pat McAfee, I'd be all over it. But I don't care about these guys.
1: I think they—they, they, it would be much better if it was like a match. And then a, like a short prediction segment, I think it would be a lot better. I think the problem is they do like a one hour to two hour pre-show, depending on the, you know, if it's WrestleMania, they'll do like a giant, you know, show and talk about like every match individually. And uh, they basically try to do the ESPN, like college game day thing. And even college no. game day is like way too long when really right. the only part you care about is like the predictions they do at the end. That's like five minutes. Right. That's all you really need of that show. And that's really all you really need of this show is have them like talk a little bit and then get their predictions, move on to the next match and just do like one segment of that with a special guest or something. That's probably yeah. all you need.
0: Yeah. It's way too long. I think 30 minutes is a good time. Uh, let the match be 15 minutes and let them talk 15 minutes. That's all we need. We don't, we don't need an hour's worth of this crap.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. Um, what, what do you feel about the, the pre-show honey?
2: You know how I feel. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I'm sitting there. I said out loud, I hate this. I hate everything about this. Why? I don't want sports. I'm here for sports entertainment. Get your sports out of my sports entertainment. This is definitely
1: a sports entertainment show.
0: (laughs) Uh, So
2: the horror show at Extreme Rules
0: opens with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura wrestling the New Day. Kofi Kingston and Big E uh, for the tag team titles. I predicted Cesaro and Shinsuke. You did. And the two of you predicted the new day.
2: And we won.
0: You did not? I won, <laughs> actually. Um <laughs> Shinsuke and Cesaro won this match. And the match was great. I Ta- was
2: actually very excited. Yeah. Cesaro never wins and he won. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He got the yeah. he got the table break. So Kyle, do you want to run through the match?
1: Uh sure. I mean it, it was like you said, it was a very good match. Oh, um, super solid. Yeah, just all-around good match. And, I mean, what I liked about it most, honestly, was just the ending. Because, as we're going to talk about on the show, there's many endings that did not go, this, like, this smooth at all. Yeah. Uh, and normally, when, you, like, the heels win a table match, like, uh, it's like a screwy finish. Like, right. the babyface falls off the top rope. and Or, you know, they, they go That's for a move. The
0: accidentally steps on it and breaks it. <laughs> exactly. <a second. laughs> I forgot about that until you wow. said it. Uh,
1: so... But no, that did not happen in this match. Uh, basically, the ending came when um, Kofi got up on the top turnbuckle. There was a table set up on the outside, so like on the floor. And he's like going to hurricane Rana Cesaro off the top rope onto it. Cesaro catches him. Nakamura runs up and like helps him, assists him. And they just powerbomb this fool from the top rope all the way to the floor. Comes crashing through. It was two tables, right? Yeah. Two tables. I mean, just a spectacular finish, and Covey was dead. And He laid yeah. there for like ever, and Biggie was like, you know, sad on the outside of the ring. But yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro just flat out beat the New Day, and yeah. I was happy with it. I was like, this is great. Like, mm-hmm. they they've been the better team for like the last month or so. They've, other than the DQ match, they beat them pretty much every time they've gone against them. Yes, yeah. what they've been talking about. So I think it's great, uh, and. I mean, I'm not – I was kind of happy I was wrong with this pick because, like I said, I would have rather see like Knockmore and Cesaro get like a good run because, I mean, New Day's had their chances. And uh, like you said, Matt, I, I really agree with what you said in the preview show of like they've got a lot more people to work with now and they right. can have a really good run with this. So thumbs up for me. I like this.
2: Me too. Yes, I was excited. And like I said, in the pre-show, I like Cesaro. And – um. I was excited to see him get the win. Yeah. And such an epic win it was. Yeah. My only complaint,
0: and I I think the right result happened, but Shinsuke hasn't really won a lot. And Cesaro's really been a joke for a couple years. So it's just, like, they stated, I saw Brian Alvarez post that Nikki Cross hasn't won a match in, like, two months or something like that. Dolph Ziggler has won one singles match in 2020. And it was over Tucker. So I just they've been guys. winning pretty at least the
1: last like month or so. I mean it's obviously it's WWE so they like decided they wanted to push him, him and then started yeah, yeah, very very much so. But yeah. Uh, they beat him in a non-title match at one point and then like it I mean in storyline kind of moved on and you know Cesaro and Nakamura said like, "Hey, wait a minute. We beat the tag team champions." Right. And then they eventually got to have their tag title match, it was a stupid DQ. Uh but then Cesaro Flat out beat Big E um, uh, past week on SmackDown. So, I mean, they've won their matches against them. But I agree. It's very hot-shotted to make them champions.
0: But I would rather that this happen than them just not get a shot. Because Cesaro is just so, so good. Shinsuke is great, too. Don't get me wrong. But Cesaro is just so, so good and so underappreciated. And it's just nice to see him get his due. So yeah, I love this. It's yep. terrific. So we move on and we see Asuka and Kyrie and Alexa and Nikki in their backstage and they're they're all hyping up Nikki Cross and talking about, you know, how she's going to be able to defeat Bailey and Nikki like kind of like Alexa told her not to worry about it and Nikki said, "Well, Alexa, you get shots of the time. This might be my only one." And so they're all pumping her up, and she's really excited. Her music hits, and her and Alexa are walking off, and Kyrie says, but it's okay, Nikki. If you don't win, we'll all be friends anyway. And her and Oscar are so happy. And Nikki, just, Nikki and Alexa just kind of stare at her and then turn around and walk away. And it was great. It was just really funny. It was a good little spot.
1: Yeah, and obviously there's reports that uh, Kyrie is finishing up with WWE and going to go back to Japan, which is totally fine. I don't blame her. Uh, but I did say I wish these four would have like a baby face like stable together because yeah. I, I this little segment before this match was fantastic.
0: It was really funny. <laughs> it was really funny. So we get Nikki Cross versus Bailey next, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are both wearing these awesome jackets. Like my beautiful wife pointed out, that Alexa Bliss is basically wearing like a Judas uh, Chris Jericho's type jacket, the uh, the Painmaker jacket. And Nikki Cross had this really cool, like, red and black one on, and Bailey even had one on that, that looked almost looked like Mass Effecty, like it was really interesting. Yeah, um, this match was was really fun. Um, I, it wasn't as good as the Sasha Banks Oscar match, but that match was really good, not including the finish. But we'll get to that. Um, but the finish of this match, Sasha did everything perfect, right? She helped Bailey win this match by handing her basically brass knuckles, because Sasha has boss Which, on brass knuckles. We cannot
1: like gloss over the fact that Michael Cole, I believe, called these, uh, <laughs> he called them the things that she wears on a hand that says boss on it.
0: Yeah. Yes, That was his is. description of this thing. Yes. He's, a, he's, <laughs> he's very good with the words. That might have been fed to him. Who knows? Um, you so- couldn't you say brass
1: knucks or like, inanimate objects or yeah. something?
0: He hit her with the
1: yeah. thing that she wears on her hand that says boss on it.
2: I mean, even ring would work.
0: Yeah. So Bailey hits Nikki in the stomach with a thing that Sasha usually wears that says boss on it. And uh, Nikki like, sells this like a master. like She's doing so good. Yeah. And then, of course, Bailey hits her with that weird face plant thing. I don't know what it's called. Uh, and got the one, two, three. Nikki continued to sell this. She did a wonderful, wonderful job selling it. Um, as Sasha and Bailey are walking away celebrating um, because, yes, Sasha distracted the referee gave Bailey the thing that Sasha used to wear as his boss on it. And I, th- I thought this match was really good. And it showed that Sasha, in contrast to what happens later, it shows that Sasha has done a wonderful job helping her friend win the match. Sweetheart, what did you think?
2: Um, Nikki didn't win, so <laughs> that's how I feel about it. No, it was a fun match, it was good. I enjoyed watching it.
0: Yeah. Oh, and you picked Nikki and the two of us picked Bailey. That's correct. So yeah. Well it just, just goes
1: to uh further cement that uh Nikki did not belong in this match. She hasn't won in like a month. She won one right. match that got her in this. And uh she lost again. So Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was a it was a good match. Uh this was not it was. Yeah, this was nothing to complain about. And even the finish, like, I was fine with. And, uh, yeah, so I, they did everything, you know, very well. So can't complain about it too much.
0: Yeah. So then we find out that Apollo Cruz, who we all, I think Kyle picked MVP. The two of us picked Apollo, but it's irrelevant because Apollo wasn't there. Uh, but MVP and Lashley came out. And in kayfabe, they're saying that, Lashley's master lock just destroyed Apollo Crews, and he just wasn't cleared to wrestle. Which, in reality, he's got COVID nineteen. So, uh, but MVP ran him down. He like looks at Bobby, and he's like, "Hey, man, you're just you're just too strong. I'm gonna need you to stop doing that to people when it, you know, when it's a, a deficit. I can't remember the word he says, but he basically says when it is messing up my career because I should be winning the title tonight. You know what? I'm gonna do it anyway." And he says, I'm going to proclaim myself the United States champion by forfeit. So Bobby puts the belt on him. He just he
1: walks down grab and grabs it. it.
0: Yep. Yep. Well,
1: so, so I was going to say earlier, what, what um, doesn't make sense about this at all is they scheduled this match. I mean, it, just in storyline, not even the fact that he had COVID-19. And I mean, maybe they thought he'd be better by now, you know, right. and they, they scheduled the match. But in storyline, Bobby Lashley attacked him. Several weeks ago mm-hmm. hurt him so badly that he had like a bulging disc. Yep. They've been advertising it for months. Yep. And it was not until right. he got it was not until apparently he arrived or was checked the day of the show yep. that he would not be able to compete in this match and defend the title. So yeah. And also, I get the point, right? MVP uh, I don't he he walked away with the title.
0: Uh, well, I don't think that counts. I mean,
1: he, he's a U.S. champion, supposedly.
0: He claimed himself to be U.S. champion.
1: He, hey, he showed a fight, and Apollo did not. So yeah. I think I deserve a point for that, honestly.
0: <laughs> so MVP did say that my beautiful wife just pointed out, and I'm glad that she did. Um, he says, Look, the scariest thing is yet to come from the horror show, and I'm going to present to you. No, 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 no! It was no, no, It was yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Up. I'm sorry. It's
2: a whole separate segment. Yes, that you skipped.
0: I did skip it. <laughs> I'm glad to point it out. Sorry, sorry.
2: <laughs> so after you need to edit that out. That's nonsense.
0: You're nonsense. You're
2: nonsense. <laughs> all right, fine. I'm, I'm gonna skip. edit it. I'm taking over. You're fine. No, don't edit it because I'm taking no. over.
0: No, I will. I will edit now, let you take over. No,
2: I want it on record.
0: Okay, fine, Fine. That I
2: needed to take over. It's fine. So go ahead. We're gonna back up after the match between Bailey. And Nikki, uh-huh. we have a little, a nice little promo for what's to come—the horror show that we're all here for. Uh-huh. The Bray Wyatt stuff, right? So we have Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse, and he tells us the scariest stuff is yet to come. That's and true. it cuts to the truly terrifying karaoke showdown from SmackDown last week. I screamed
1: as loud as the fake screen that they kept playing. <laughs>
2: Which that was horrible, wasn't that awful? Yeah,
0: it was terrible. Um,
2: yeah, that was the best thing I've seen on WWE in a long time. It was. Hilarious. It was some nice. Um, what do you say when you self deprecating? Like, yeah, like uh, you know, kind of giving yourself a hard time, and then of course, uh, Bray Wyatt is, is giving Ramblin' Rabbit, um, grief for. Yeah, you he's know. like,
0: hey, hey, you stupid rabbit! You know what you did? Play the real footage, and we laughed so hard. It was great. It was, it was just was so good.
2: Really fantastic. It so. was so
0: good. So, and then it was basically just done to hype the swamp fight. So they showed some swamp footage, and that's basically
2: it.
1: <laughs> some swamp <laughs> footage.
2: That's what it was. It was swamp footage. They're in Florida. They went out back, you know,
1: just some algae and
2: lily <laughs> really pads. Yeah,
0: like, like some bugs on a dead snake. Yeah,
2: yeah, now yeah. Now you know what you find we in know. your backyard. We so
0: we, we move on to Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, which. I do not know if it was pre-recorded or not. I it, It's being reported that some of the stuff was edited out. Like, there was actually a whole spot. Rollins won this, by the way. Um, where Ray Mysterio actually, like, his eyeballs, po- like, prosthetic, of course, actually popped out. Um, but that had not happened. Apparently, Vince hated it and edited it out. But the crowd, the guys in the crowd were the same guys, and they were wearing the same clothes.
1: So, sure. they... This- I don't know if they recorded this before and then just did the match over again. Maybe that's possible. Because they had the live tag at the top corner during the entire match. Like, they were live. And yep. they usually don't do that if they are taping. They're usually pretty good about not, like, lying to people about it being live or not. Right. So, it's totally possible they just redid the match.
0: That is very possible, actually. it's a good point.
1: So, but, uh, I mean, it was a really good match. It I was just, really I just didn't understand why an eyeball needed to be involved. Because it probably would have been a much better match if an eyeball wasn't involved. That is true. <laughs> because is true. they are like Ray's like going for Hurricane Ronas and 619s and frog splashes. And and I have to say <laughs> it was pointed out on uh uh the wrestling reserve R- wrestling observer review of the show. <laughs> they assumed that maybe Ray, much like a cartoon, was trying to splash Seth Rollins' eyeballs out of his head. Maybe that's why he was doing this. I thought that was hilarious. But uh, but my thought was like... So they're trying to... Uh, Ray like comes out with... Uh, or Seth came out with like some pliers, I believe. or Maybe yeah. it was Ray. Ray attacks him from behind, which is just fantastic for a baby face. And uh, they start fighting each other. Seth gets the advantage. And then they start grabbing weapons and start using them. And... I understand that, like, you could say, if you want to pry somebody's eyeball out, you want to, like, jam it in there like, scoop it out or something. But, like, he's, like, trying to throw his eye into a table, obviously, against the steps. He tried to, like, put a kendo stick in the corner and, like, shove his face into it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's just going to squish his entire eyeball. (laughs) Yes,
2: yes.
1: Like, none of this, to me, ever seemed like they were, like, trying to get somebody's eye out of their head. It was just, like... I'm just gonna kill this man's eye, and maybe I could pick yeah. out the pieces.
2: Yeah, or what? just land on his tummy, yep. and 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 then you know his eyes just pop out of his head like <laughs> a cartoon. Like you said, yeah. I, um, and didn't it end the same way it ended last time with the steps? Isn't that it did. okay? So that's like redundant. We did that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So as Carol said, the end of the match basically came when they did the exact same spot. Uh, I think actually yeah. Mysterio tried to do to first, and he was able to uh, reverse it and get out of it. Yep. But yeah, Rollins just simply put Mysterio's eye on the steps, mashed it in there. I mean, it didn't come out the first time it happened, so I don't know what happened this time. But And it was like very anticlimactic, too, because he does it. Yeah. He, he throws him away. Mysterio's laying on the floor, grabbing his eye, and literally. And Rollins walks away. He like circles around. He starts to come back and he like gets over Ray Mysterio and just like is, like frozen in fear like he his his eyes get wide he's looking down at Ray and Ray just starts going i need a doctor it's out it's out i need a doctor and the referee just goes all right and just rings the bell <laughs> so rollins like walks away starts vomiting just we had a vomit spot yeah dominic runs out one doctor runs out they're checking on him and yes ray mysterio is like holding it's like one of those little bouncy balls (laughs) that you get out of like a candy machine or something Uh like pizza hut back in the day or something like that. Just like, but like an eyeball (laughs) eyeball shape. And, you know, so he's holding that up against his mask basically. And I mean, it's hard to catch like the first time around, but it's, it's there. You can see it. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's about what you know. I would expect of something like this. Like, I thought maybe they might do a thing where like the was dangling out, and I guess Matt, you said they filmed something like that, and Vince just thought it yeah. looked stupid. But like, what were you expecting, Vince? Like, you expect them to actually rip somebody's eyeball out? Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to look stupid. It's so ridiculous. That,
2: so that was the original plan, but then they were like, Vince, we can't do that. So Vince was like, Ah, I don't know. Run to steak and shake. Here's some quarters. <laughs> <laughs> get up, get one of those bouncy balls, and that's what happened.
0: Oh my gosh, the match was good, though. The match was good. But, I guess why I like the show more than you did because the wrestling on the show was actually really good. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel the same way that a lot of the wrestling in ring was very good. Yeah. It's just the booking and the endings of these matches were horrible, so it ruined a lot of the good for me. I mean, for this, I mean, this one wasn't like the worst culprit right. of the night, obviously, because it was a it was a pretty good match between these two. But it would have been a really good match if they had just had a match.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like the
1: eye thing, if, if they had just not done that and just had a match, it would have been just fine. But they had to do this stupid eye thing. And it was like hokey. It was just corny. It was ridiculous. So it kind of made the whole thing ridiculous to me.
0: They were they were kind of back into a corner because they had to do some kind of weird finish. Matter of fact, uh, you and I picked Seth. Carol actually predicted no contest, which actually I thought was a, a pretty good guess. Um, but they, they did do a weird eyeball thing. And uh, yeah, Seth essentially...
2: Doesn't I, it set an it, odd precedent too? Like now Seth Rollins has been sanctioned a... You know, gouge someone's eyeball out. What yep. else is he going to be allowed to do? Like, it just seems odd. It's a little weird. Yeah,
0: but the match was good, and I like good wrestling, so yeah. I'm fine with it. What? What? There's not much they could have done with this finish. They backed themselves to a corner, and so they did the best they could.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a great wrestling match, and then they had to sports entertainment it at the end.
0: Yeah. Uh, Caleb Braxton is backstage with Bailey. Bailey seems shaken up. And uh, she's like talking about what happened to Ray, and then she makes fun of him for losing an eye. Calls herself Bailey Doe Straps, and says that Sasha's going to take that second title tonight.
2: And uh, we'll move on. I don't like Bailey Doe Straps. No, no, it's. I mean, it's it's obviously a derivative of Becky Two Belts. Yeah, is it supposed to be? What yeah. Was, okay, what so was the
1: Sasha thing? one they kept saying? Like, uh, there was one they did for Sasha too. Yeah, it was like it was, uh, a different name that she said it was, said like it was going to be. To
2: to Becky two yeah. belts and it was like come on like is that is that what that's, they're going for? Uh, right so as long as that's what they're going for, it just it's I don't know.
0: Yeah,
2: it's think, just dumb. I don't like it.
0: So Sasha Banks versus Oscar was really 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 good. Carol, are you sure you
1: like the show?
2: <laughs> I like. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think I'm
1: turning you to the dark side.
2: That's what it is. You're swaying me. I'm very wishy washy. Kyle see. has the cookies. I have no personal opinion. Kyle,
0: much like Vince McMahon or Carol, much like Vince McMahon, uh agrees with the last person she speaks to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about Sasha Banks versus Asuka. It was amazing. It was really, really good. It was really Kyle, you much. Wanna, you want to run through it for us? Uh and then but we like run through the match. But we really have to talk about the ending because this is the ending that is very, like maybe even more so than the swamp fight. This, this was is the divisive ending. this
1: was straight out of two thousand WCW, like yeah. legit. I mean, in uh, yeah, so it was we like all
0: said, Oscar, By the way, all three of us picked Oscar.
1: A very good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, very hard hitting. They about killed each other about a hundred times. Uh, I mean, Sasha. Like I was (laughs) fearing for her life on multiple occasions. She got thrown back on her head with German suplexes multiple times. There was a point where, thank God they actually took their time. It it almost, it was a little like, you know, okay, let's, normally I would say, you know, this spot went on too long, but at one point they climbed up the top rope and teased like they were going to German Sasha like off the very top of the turnbuckle and they kind of went slow. And Sasha did like a backflip off of it and landed on her knees. And I'm glad they took their time because I was sitting the whole time. I was just like, she's going to land right on her head and kill herself. Like,
0: yeah, I
1: was so worried. But she she didn't. They uh, Oscar threw backwards off the top rope and she landed right on her knees, which had to hurt. And then it actually might have affected the next move because she went to the middle middle buckle and was acting like she's going to jump off and land on Oscar like a splash or something or meteor maybe but her like knee buckled and then she started yeah. selling her knee. And I think she might've actually like tweaked her knee or at least like done something to, you know, maybe hyperextended it or something. I don't know. But like, I think she probably did tweak it a little bit when she did that. Cause I mean, she landed from the top rope on both her knees on the move right before that, but she yeah. actually did a good job to. I mean, it obviously wasn't planned cause it didn't play into any of the rest of the match. And Oscar was just standing there when she did it and then kind of just collapsed. On the ground right. and Sasha, but she did a really good job by just immediately selling her knee. Yeah. I mean it probably did bother her a little bit, but then the ref came to look at you know, check on her and she got in his face and yelled at him, and she's like, You know, you're not taking this away from me. So uh she gets up and it you know, resumes the match. Uh Bailey tries to interfere. Um Kyrie Sang oh, pulls her measurably. Yes, and Kyrie saying, pulled her off the apron. Oscar uh, and Sasha started like trading pin attempts. Oscar got the Oscar Lock on her. Bailey distracted the referee, tried to interfere. and Oscar hit her with a kick to the head. Uh, Sasha tried to use the belt, but the referee.
0: Bailey, let's, let's let's pause for a quick second. Okay. Bailey tries to interrupt by randomly throwing one of the tag belts into the ring.
1: I think it was her and, belt.
0: Yeah. Well, she throwing one of the belts in the ring. Then she slides in and she's going to attack Oscar with the other belt, but. She just stands there forever. So the referee turns around and sees her and makes her get out of the ring.
1: Well, Matt, the point was to get the belt to Sasha. Right. I think she gave the belt to Sasha and then got in and stood there. So the referee would take his eyes to her. I don't think Bailey ever had intended to do anything. Right. She was just playing distraction. So she threw the belt in and then got in and stood there. So the referee would get her attention. So Sasha could hide the belt. Okay. So it made a little bit of sense. But I,
0: I thought the referee tossed the belt out. I can't. I can't remember. This was such a cluster at the end. Yeah,
1: is very overbooked and and supposedly, uh, I believe Oscar was just supposed to win, and again, Vince like the day of just changed his mind and said we're going to do it this way. Now some people said that like it's possible that they're going to do a rematch on Raw tonight or have yeah. a, the rematch on Raw, and that's another example of. We need TV rating, ratings. We need to spice things up. So let's move this to raw. Right. I mean, it's the only thing I can think of. So that's why this was just like a you know, hot garbage mess of an ending of this great match. So after uh Bailey gets taken care of by Sasha, Banks tries to use the belt that she threw to her, but the referee catches her and stops her. And Asuka's like laying on the mat and Kyrie comes over and like clearly hand her something and i was like oh my god did she hand her did she hand her the thing that sasha wears on her hand that says boss <laughs> but no she didn't she uh handed her a pill or something i guess and she got it's up a sure she she got up she turned and so, while sasha was uh, getting the belt taken away from the ref she turns around and Asuka, i guess hesitated for a little bit cuz sasha Got wide-eyed, realized what was happening, ducked out of the way, and Oscar sprayed the green mist into the referee's eyes. He hit the floor. He's going, you know, crazy. So the referee is incapacitated. Oscar puts uh, Sasha in the Asuka lock. She's she's in it, and uh, Bailey tries to inter- interfere and everything. She start like Sa- Sasha starts tapping out. Uh, Bailey gets in. She, she hit Asuka with the belt, I believe, too, right? Mm, I think so. So she hits she gets in, she hits Asuka with the belt. She sees the referee still down.
0: Yes, that's definitely what happened. Yeah.
1: She grabs the referee, tears his shirt off. She says, Give me, give me, give me your shirt. She puts it on. She slides in the ring, and Sasha covers Asuka, and Bailey just counts the
0: pin. And Not fast either. I'm just like a regular count. Yeah, player. count on the pin. Got to keep things fair.
2: So this is all you have to do to become a referee. This is fantastic. I want to be a referee. Yeah. Apparently, I find so. A referee and steal his shirt.
0: Well, well, I the bell. That.
1: There's some confusing, and the, the bell doesn't ring right away. So, so so Bailey gets out. She runs over to the guy who's got the bell, who who's meant to officiate it in this match, and who gets paid to do this. And she says, ring the bell. And he's like, oh, okay. It just rings the bell.
2: Uh, uh, He is also wishy-washy.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, what are you doing, dude? You So so she makes him ring the bell. She grabs the bell. She gives it to Sasha. They take off running. And then the guy in the truck is like, I guess she won. Let's play her music. Hits the button. So playing (laughs) Sasha's music. And like commentary is like, well, well, surely she's not the champion. And I'm like, well, they're playing her music. This idiot just (laughs) rang the bell. Like commentary doesn't even know. Like they're trying to stress that Banks didn't win the title, right? But I'm like, is there nobody in the show that can come stop this woman? Like there was a there was an incident, a pretty famous incident. Uh, I always I like to uh, throw in UFC references because I'm an MMA fan. Uh, When Conor McGregor fought uh, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov uh, a couple like a year or so ago, a couple years ago. There was some real beef there, I mean, amongst both their teams. So after Khabib won the match, he made Connor tap out. He started yelling on somebody out on the outside that was on Connor's team who had talked dirty about his family or something. He jumped the cage and jumped to the crowd to fight him. And there was like a swarm of people, security guards everywhere. They pulled these men apart, they like separated them, and then they like took Khabib to the back and like he, he didn't get to get his hand raised or get the title won. Like, they just instantly got him away. It was a horrible incident and, you know, all this thing. Nobody on this WWE show had any problem with them stealing this referee's shirt, counting the pin, stealing Asuka's belt, and then, like, they just played Tasha's music. Though like, I guess she won. Like, what is going on in this company? Does everybody have COVID and there's, like, two people running the whole show? <laughs> like, what? this is so... Stupid. And it was a great match. And I, I'm probably not going to remember the match. I'm just going to remember all the stupid stuff that happened at the end of it. Like, it just no. completely ruined it.
0: What do you think, honey?
2: Yeah. I thought all those things. <laughs> I didn't like the ending. Um, it seemed very dumb. Oh uh, Yeah, literally, I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, this is all you have to do is steal a shirt and bully somebody, mm-hmm. and then you win. So... Okay.
1: And the referee doesn't object. Like, he's he's just yeah. dead. Like, apparently his mist, like, not only blurs his vision, but, like, puts his mind in a coma or something or becomes yeah. a zombie. His, well, he doesn't, like, yell at the power. guy and say, why are you he's ringing the bell? Power. Yeah. Like, it, it just he just let Bailey take his shirt off. He didn't, like, Yes. I mean, that's got to be sexual harassment or something <laughs> at, at the workplace, just right? ripping somebody's shirt off unwillingly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure the referee didn't consent to Bailey stripping him on live <laughs> television. Yeah, there's just so many stupid things wrong. We're with
2: this. reverting back to those. What were they called? What were the men's versions of the bra Panny panty shows?
0: <laughs> well, the tuxedo matches. Yeah,
2: that's what's coming next, guys. Get ready.
0: Uh, okay, so let me tell you why this could have been a great thing. Now. On WWE, WWE Raw, which we have not watched as of yet. It's actually a uh, spoiler alert. It is going on right now as we're recording this. If this becomes a big storyline, and this decision gets reversed, and Sasha and Bailey throw a big fit, they have a rematch and Asuka wins, or even if Sasha wins, I think that this is perfectly fine. And the reason that I think this is perfectly fine is because when Sasha helped Bailey win, Sasha did everything perfect. When Bailey helped Sasha win, I say with air quotes, she did everything humanly possible and totally screwed up. She screwed up everything. She screwed up when she got in the ring, she screwed up because Kyrie was able to stop her, she screwed up because she got so desperate to help her best friend win that she ripped a referee shirt off and counted the pin herself. Now, these guys, or girls, are wrestlers, and they know that is not a legal pin. So, is Bailey so set on Sasha winning the second title so Sasha stops staring at Bailey's title? Because she did it earlier in the night. So I think that, if done properly which I don't trust the WWE to do of course. Right. That's the thing, we're
2: not any fake. <laughs> but
0: if done properly, this could be a really interesting finish and is the reason that I'm excited about watching Raw. So, I'm okay with it as long as they give us a good payoff. If they come out in Raw and say, "Well, Bailey counted it, so I guess Sasha's the winner," then I just I, I don't even know what to do. So, we'll see.
1: The the problem is we talked at the beginning of the show about how they did the they, they do the kickoff show they try to make it like ESPN they try to make it like a real sports network and they have these people on right. to cave, like talk kayfabe like you know, about who's going to win tonight your predictions of and then they talk about stuff in storyline well i don't think Nikki Cross is going to win cuz she's not confident blah, blah blah you know stuff like that and then they go and do the finish like this which is like in the complete opposite spectrum of just unbelievable as i said there's so many different real life scenarios that they could play into. That, I mean, like I said, nobody stopped her. They just let her do this. They just let Sasha and Bailey run away. Like nobody in the back like objected to this. Like they played her stupid music after she won. Like, oh okay. Like the only only kind of clarity we got was from of all people, Byron Saxon, saying that no, Sasha is not the champion. But I mean, even Samoa Joe was like, "Well, she had the belt." Like, exactly. Nobody know. Like, does nobody know what's going on on this TV show? Like, yeah. so it, at the beginning, they're trying, they're treating it like a sports show, and then they sports entertainment the rest of it. It, it just, and they had a great match, but also makes it suck. Like, if it was just bad and goofy, like we could just hate yeah. on it, and it could just be forgotten, probably. But and it was a really good they match. Had a, it didn't even a
0: really good match. I would say it was a really good match.
1: And I mean, I would argue it makes it worse that they did this. To, yeah. I mean, because uh-huh. like I said, I, I probably will not remember this match for it being a great match. I'll just remember how stupid this was.
0: Yeah. It's fine. So after this stupid stuff is over, we'll go backstage and Charlie's like... Oh, the stupid the stuff other- is
1: not completely over yet. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so Charlie's backstage and she's like, hey, uh, Rey Mysterio, he's he's doing better. It's possible that he's going to be able to keep his vision, as long as some something isn't cut. I'm like, all right, you've been telling me like for months that someone was going to go blind, and like obviously they couldn't do that, but I just it, I don't know. I didn't like that at all. Also, I don't really like Charlie. So, yeah,
1: but she can make matches.
0: She can. <laughs> so, Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre is next, and Dolph Ziggler. Is, gets to pick his his stipulations, Z- Dolph Ziggler, my wife's favorite wrestler. And he says, I'm going to make this match an Extreme Rules match.
2: That was a lie. Big fat lie. If you were listening, that was a lie.
0: <laughs> and so Drew's like, all right, that's great. And Dolph's like, for me, though, because you see, Drew, if you do anything extreme, you'll be disqualified. And I will win the title. If you get counted out. I will win the title and I have no rules. And I actually thought that's kind of clever, but here's what I would have done if I were in Dolph's situation.
1: Say you could said, only win the match if your name is Dolph Ziggler.
0: No, but that's good. I would have said, <laughs> better. I would have said, uh, Drew, this is a beat the clock challenge. And for you to retain your title, you have to beat me in one second. And the bell would ring, I'd run the crap out of Dodge. And I would take my title with me.
1: Yeah, why didn't he give it like a beat the clock challenge?
0: Yeah. Or why didn't he go, you have to win this with your arms and legs tied with, you know, handcuffs.
1: Or you can't use the claymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, it just, while it was interesting, there was no point where I'm like, man, Dolph is really smart. What a genius.
2: Because he's not. That would have been so out of character. And then we would have had to been like, oh, Dolph Ziggler wouldn't think of that. <laughs> now, I want it understood that I like Dolph Ziggler the person, like whoever his real name is. But I can't stand this character. Yeah. But I disagree with you. I think that the things you mentioned don't provide for a wrestling match. Of
0: course not. And these
2: actually provide for a wrestling match. So if yeah, he but- did those things, we would have been like, ah, now we don't get a match. We don't get to see any fighting. Well, yeah, but so I'm talking about in the world of kayfabe. Oh,
0: of course I would. But I mean, in the world of kayfabe, like if Dolph, if wrestling was real, which is what Dolph Ziggler believes, Nick, <laughs> Nick Nemeth doesn't believe it, but Dolph Ziggler believes wrestling is real. He should go. You got one second to beat me. If you don't beat me in one second, match over. Ring the bell. Ding, ding, ding. He immediately runs out because he's faster than Drew. Mm-hmm. Grabs title, goes through where the crowd is supposed to be, and mm-hmm. gets the heck out of Dodge. That's what should happen. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. it's The match was good, though. And, and like, as I'm watching it, there was one spot where, like, Doff had already hit the zigzag. He had hit the Famouser. And, like, there was one spot where he did both of those. He hit him with the Famouser and the zigzag, which are both finishers. And Drew kicked out, and I just it was a really cool spot. There was a cool spot where he jumped from the top, from inside the ring, on the top, jumped super high, and landed on Drew and smashed him to the table. And it was just, there were a bunch of good spots. There was a low blow spot where, and they pointed out only Ziggler can do this. If Drew would attempt to do this, he'd be disqualified and he'd lose the title. But it wasn't enough. Like, if you are, if you can do extreme rules, why in the world would you even try to wrestle him at all? Why wouldn't you just like carry a kendo stick around with you the entire time? Or like constantly like grab a bunch of chairs? I don't know. It just, there was too much regular wrestling in it. It just wasn't believable, but whatever. The match was fine. I thought it was I thought it was good.
1: I mean, it was a decent rule, I guess. Yeah. And it made it a little more interesting. Like of like you said, they had some pretty good spots and then there were spots from McIntyre. Like Ziegler would set up a table and try to throw McIntyre into it and he'd reverse it. And he'd he would like get angry and want to throw Dolph through it, and then he'd have to pause and be like, Oh wait, I can't do this. I'll get disqualified. Like so there was stuff like that throughout the match. But, and it was a, you know, well worked match, but my main issue was, I didn't care about it right? because I knew what the result was going to be. I was just, I was just waiting for Drew McIntyre to hit the claymore and, and he did it in an awesome way. He, yeah, he the finish was in, great. Uh, Dolph was tuning up the band like he was going to give a super kick, Shawn Michael style. Drew was like on the mat and he just kept up. Dolph starts going for the super kick And like, I mean, in like basically one motion, he kept up, s- took off in a sprint, and Claymore the snot out of the dude. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. And he got the pin. But, I mean, this match was totally predictable. I never yeah. once for a second thought that Ziggler was actually going to win. I mean, if anything, it made it a little more interesting to get to the finish that we knew was going to happen. But I don't think anybody thought Dolph Ziggler was going to win this match. And... I mean, and if he... he, I'll say this, too. If he would have won in, like... If he would have pinned Drew or even in some, like, screwy way, got him DQ'd and won the title, I probably would have been more pissed. So, it was fine. Drew won like he should have. They made it, like, a little more interesting. And it was a fine match. I wouldn't say it was amazing, but they did some cool stuff. But it, it was fine.
2: Yeah. So, now... So I finally got one.
0: You did. Yes, we all predicted McIntyre. That was the first one that this, you got correct.
2: That's my first one. Of <laughs> my... That's yeah. right. My first. One. <laughs> it was uh, bad. It was so bad. I
0: do want to point out that it was like all hills. Ah. All hills won. Basically the entire all show. He- except for except for Drew, right? All
2: hills? Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: all hills won except for Drew. Hills? Hill. Like, Hill.
2: like, mount, like small mountains? No,
0: like heel. Like, uh, like a bad guy. Like a heel. With the back of your foot. I know I'm from Alabama. Stop making fun of the way I talk. Uh, so we're going to the swamp fight now, and there's a lot to uncover here. <laughs> That's so an
1: understatement.
0: We're going to <laughs> <Like> what? <laughs> go through it. I'm going to attempt to go through everything. You guys are going to have to make sure that I don't miss anything. Okay. So it opens up with Bray Wyatt, with New Orleans Bray Wyatt, in his rocking chair in Florida. In the middle of the road.
1: Their boat was licensed in Florida. Yes, it was. But they're not in Louisiana.
0: <laughs> we got swamps. So Bray Wyatt's rocking, and you see Braun Strowman pull up in his redneck truck. And he gets out of his redneck truck and walks up to Bray. And he goes, well, I'm home, Bray. And Bray says something that I don't remember because it wasn't important. And then he just disappears. Just
1: he cuts, He cuts out. The the lights on Braun Strowman's truck. Yep, he cuts out the moon. <laughs> he, he cuts out all the lights on the planet for <laughs> a second. I don't remember that happening actually last night, but I mean I'm glad it came back on. Like yeah. Bray Wyatt was merciful enough to give us back the moonlight because that would be pretty <laughs> we'd be pretty bad <laughs> off if the moon uh, was gone.
2: Back on, and the rocking chair is empty, and Micah texts us and says, Goodbye, rocking chair.
0: <laughs> he said, Rip, and so r- I, I
2: have a question.
1: It's so my first what? problem of out okay. of many of this match. <laughs>
2: We're gonna be here for a while, folks.
1: As Matt said, Bray Wyatt was sitting in a rocking chair, like waiting, and Strowman pulls up to him. Yeah. What is Strowman there to do? They're not there to have a match. He's there yeah. to end Bray Wyatt.
0: Yeah.
1: Why did he not run him over?
0: Well, if he is evil incarnate, I suppose that uh, wouldn't have been a bad idea.
1: Like, at least try. I mean, I'm guessing the guy has the ability to turn off the moon. He could probably teleport out (laughs) of the way. But have him try to run him over with a truck, have Bray teleport, and (laughs) then shatter the chair. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Makes more sense.
0: After Bray teleports away. Braun Strowman just goes, Rawr! picks up a rocky chair and throws it into the tree. And it is a sign that says, abandon, ye- abandon hope, all ye who enter here. With like and the most like-
1: horrible painter in the world. Like, <laughs> he, just,
0: he walks away Red and the, right camera, the camera, the camera, I remember I definitely did this one. Uh, the camera like zooms in to the sign. And then you see Braun Strowman. Wasn't there a boom mic that
1: showed up on this too?
0: I don't remember. I did uh, share. I did
1: share a screenshot with the group. There was a a, a foot that came into frame as Braun Strowman's yep. truck pulled up. So, yep. Whoever edited this it needs Oops. to be fired.
0: Yeah. So Braun's walking through, and you see like like uh, cuts to like pigs and all kinds of animals and stuff.
1: Apparently, Braun Strowman has night vision.
0: Yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> he's
1: looking around seeing all these pigs and animals running around in the dark.
0: In And then like these like nameless dudes attack him. Uh, one is dressed up very much like Luke Harper used to dress, and I don't know if that was a shot or if that was just kind of the way that it worked. Um, but he's wearing like a wife beater and like the blue pants. Um, Braun Strowman defeats him and defeats this other goober that who is nameless, and then he gets knocked down and he turns around and looks up. And Braun Strowman is freaking out. Like you don't often see Braun Strowman scared. And then the camera pans up to see Braun Strowman. <laughs> and Braun he is like Braun Strowman has attacked Braun Strowman with a shovel. Now I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I love this. That so I was funny. disappointed he
1: didn't have his nipple rings in.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so he attacks him with a shovel and uh like he like stands over him and he hits him again.
1: He's and burying he's like, himself.
0: Yes. And then we cut to uh, the real Braun Strowman, who you can tell is the real one because he's not wearing a shirt. The fake Braun Strowman was wearing the the old uh, clothes that old Braun Strowman wore with the mask. Um, he did eventually take the mask off, of course, to reveal that it really is him. The swamp,
2: he was, the swamp apparently is imbued with the dark side. Yes. As Braun Strowman. Carol, Carol was going to say. Uh, much you, like Luke Skywalker in the K1 Dagobah. Yeah.
1: I was just going to say that. Did you, did, you get, <laughs> did you get Star Wars flashbacks when you saw this?
2: I one hundred percent said yep. so. It's Star Wars now. She did. I
0: yeah, did. I was a little upset that Braun Strowman wasn't wearing the pants that looked like he peed himself because those were so famous back in the day. But uh, yeah, yep. he wore pants. I'll show you later. And um, So pass. once we cut, <laughs> once we cut to this, um, Braun Strowman's like chained up, like with very loose chains, mm-hmm. but uh, they couldn't couldn't move him
1: in a wooden rocking chair that he had just broken another one. of these.
0: I know. And I literally said, "Why doesn't he just break the rocking chair?" Like, oh, and you're do like, "Well, they're, to
1: I know." I know what some people are thinking they're like, "Well, they were big chains." Yeah, I mean, they could have tied the guy down. Okay, this is Braun Strowman,
0: right? The
1: monster among men.
0: He like flips he has a train
1: sound when he comes out. He has flipped over trucks, ambulances. Like he's like famous for his feats of strength, and he cannot yep. break a wooden chair that he's sitting in yep he can't stand up and like sit down really hard on it and break it
0: yeah <laughs> any any of us could have broken this rocking chair like we just smashed up against the wall we could have broken the rocking chair but braunstrom couldn't apparently uh, so then he, you go to bray wyatt who's outside his old school music is playing and he's holding up his lantern as he's about to walk into the building it was a cool little shot and Bray comes in, and I'm not going to go over the whole <laughs> thing. Some lights everywhere. Yeah, he he cuts a promo on Braun basically, and he's telling Braun that he's not his enemy, that he's his family, and then we go in it like it cut it cuts off again, and then Braun is outside. I haven't missed anything, right? This is no, he, so he's
1: he, well, he's in the chair, and yeah. a hooded oh, snake. A walks snake up bite with a giant. Snake. It's a yep. python. I'm assuming it's just a like a, a regular python that usually doesn't just like randomly strike you like an anaconda yep. or something. But apparently they just stuck it in front of him and it bit him. Yep. And I guess this killed him for a, or like put him in a coma or something.
0: Yeah. Anyway. He wakes up outside and he's standing up at this point, right? He just like flashes. He's standing up and there's a fire behind him and these. Like faceless goobers.
2: That's what it is. He was never in the chair. That part was in his mind. Ah. That's why he couldn't. Because he couldn't get out of the, the cage of his mind. Ah, okay, so I get he it. was always outside. Okay, that makes sense. So get, I get it. I figured it out.
0: So he beats up these faceless goobers. And then a third man comes who is not faceless. I'm like, why doesn't this guy have a mask? And so he like kicks him and tosses him in the fire. I didn't get it. Well, he didn't get what?
2: Like. Because he didn't have a mask on. So it's like, is this guy like someone we know? No,
0: he's just a guy. He's
2: just a guy with no mask. Why do you have a mask on? Yeah.
0: So he, they toss, Bron tosses him in the fire and he gets up and does like the running man with uh, just like on fire. just running around with like these horrible piped in screams. There's like 50 and different
1: Braun's camera running. cuts.
0: Yep. And Bron is like laughing maniacally like he did with the, uh, I think he was trying to mimic the Wyatt laugh. And
2: he's supposed to be a, a baby face. Yeah. He threw a man in a fire and now he's laughing at him. Yep. For being on fire? It's
0: the monster among men. I'm done. So then you hear a woman's voice. And she's saying, come home, Bronn. And you see in the distance. He's there. Was... Sorry?
1: He's there already. What do you mean, come home? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so you you see off in the distance who you assume is Sister Abigail. Um, and he turns around. And he looks at her. And she removes her Her hood, Her, her veil. So, after all these years of wondering who Sister Abigail actually is, it turns out that it's Alexa Bliss.
2: Well... But to be clear,
0: before any of you get too excited, it's not Alexa Bliss. It's just like Alexa in Bronze Mind. Sure. Go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, it, they're playing off of the... Team Little Big. T- Team Little Big. That was... On the Mix Max Challenge, like, yep. years ago, that not many people watched, and they've mentioned on TV, like, maybe twice? Maybe. So, I mean, if you're confused, I would not be surprised, because... <laughs> now, if if they had Alexa involved in the story leading up to this, other than... I think she was on one segment with him at one point, at like the yep. bare beginning of this feud, before the... I think before he took on Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt, they yep, mentioned like, like oh, something yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. It but
0: they
1: surprising. never showed like that they had any kind of history or that I mean Str- Strowman always like treated her like a friend, but here they made it seem like Alexa, like he was he wanted Alexa. He he won you know, he's in love with Alexa or something like that. Cause they like flirted a little bit when they did the mixed match challenge thing. Yeah. But no, like she wasn't involved in any of the story leading up to this match. And then it's just like, oh, it's Alexa Bliss. Like, I mean, if you didn't know anything about the Mix Match Challenge, you wouldn't know what was going on here and why this had, you know, why this even mattered.
0: But I watched the Mixed Match Challenge, so I liked it. I thought it was fun.
1: It was whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he's like starting, it's like she backs off into the darkness. He walks over to her, and then Wyatt comes and attacks him. And they fight for a little bit, and then this is really like the the first part where Bray and Braun are fighting, like finally. And we're probably like ten minutes in now, and so Bray's attacking him. He hits a couple couple punches, and then Braun basically urinogies him into this boat. The dilapidated like, boat. Yeah. Then he just like God's pushes God. the boat away. Yeah. He put he pushes the boat away, and the boat just like floats away. I'm like, okay, please don't let that be the end. Of no, the it. it like drives away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: heard a it's motor like a and boat. it was driving away.
0: <laughs> there was a motor. That's it's right.
2: like that movie Rubber, that yeah. horror movie with the tire oh, that rolls on its own. This is the
0: mm. this is boat. Boat, wood. So the <laughs> boat eventually comes back because you hear the motor, and there's <laughs> no Ray Wyatt in the boat.
1: Stands there and looks at it.
0: Yeah. So Strowman decides I should probably go check to see if anyone is in this boat. So he goes to wade in the water. Wade in the water. He goes to wade in the water.
1: Wide in the water? He, yeah. Wade
0: in the water. And he's like, there's no, there's no one in this boat. I wonder what Bray happened.
1: Bray in the water.
0: <laughs> so Bray jumps out. Bray the water in
1: the water, Strowman. Bray <laughs> in the water. <laughs> Bray's going to Bray? jump out the water.
0: That's good. I like this. Very, very good. So, basically, uh, Bray does jump out of the water. I just told you what happened. He attacks him. And so, they fight a little bit in the water. And uh, I don't think anything else really important happens. I know they fight up through...
1: <laughs> Nothing important happened in this match. What are you talking about?
0: They fight out to the dock. They fight out to the dock. And they're attacking each other at the dock. And then Braun Strowman tosses Bray into the water. And he's like... And he like kneels down. And he's like, huh. I guess it's over. And then the Extreme Uh, Rules... I believe he said
1: it's finished or something like that. Yeah. like He declared victory.
0: Yes, he declared. And then he sat there. I win. And then the Lower Third shows Extreme Rules. And I'm like... Man, this this is this is a super fake, and it did, some people fall fell for this. I'm like, I absolutely knew that this was not going to be the end, because then New Orleans Bray Wyatt comes up, pulls him into the water, and then Braun Strowman like tries to leap out of the water like a fish, like he's just like trying to gasp for air, and Bray Wyatt he's pulling him down, and then they just like disappear for like 20 seconds, and then the fiend comes out of the... Actually, no, no, no. It like, it zooms in on the water and like the the bubbles come up and then the bubbles stop.
1: And they're in a volcano, I guess, because it's like red.
0: Right? And then so the fiend climbs out of the water. No,
1: so it's it's not even that simple. They're they're both fighting in the water. The water turned to red. And then Strowman is, uh, just like disappears, I guess. And it's actually Bray that like leaps out toward the camera like with a gasp of air. Because I was confused. I was like, that kind of looked like Bray, but I couldn't tell. But it's actually Bray that does it. So, like, Bray jumps out, like gasping for air. Like, he's in a panic and struggling. And he goes back under and then comes back out as the Fiend. Yeah. So, the Fiend had a run-in in this match between <laughs> Louisiana Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. <laughs>
0: So the fiend is like crawling slowly toward the camera and he stares at it. I think it goes black. And then you hear, let me in. And then the show ends. Matter of fact, the show ended so quickly, the undertaker's last ride thing started coming on. We're like, Oh, I guess that's the real ending.
1: (laughs) The undertaker showed up.
2: (laughs) So we watched that.
1: That probably would have saved it. Honestly, but
0: (laughs) if the undertaker would have been there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I'm going to give my opinion of this first, because I feel like you're, you're going to disagree with me. So, this is one of those things where, was it good? No. But was it entertaining? No. Absolutely. It was so ridiculously stupid. And so fun, and I'm like, man, they could write a TV show out of this crap, and I would eat it up. It's like the Street Profits when an octopus or a, whatever that tentacle monster was attacking them. I'm like, was it good? No, my gosh, it was so bad. But did I was I laughing my butt off? Just like enthralled while I was watching it. Yeah, I was. I I, I loved I loved this. I loved the swamp fight. It was it wasn't good like the Firefly Funhouse or the Boneyard match because those two things were actual. Like the, the Firefly Funhouse match was about as close to art as you can get in professional wrestling. It was just so well written and well done. So many in jokes. But this was just stupid fun. This was a Michael Bay movie in wrestling form. So I I liked it. I thought it was good. So honey, before Kyle tears it apart, what did you think of it?
2: I'll be in between. I I didn't really care. Okay. About it that much, it was fine. I think I was looking at it going the John Cena one was better. It was more clever, yeah, and it i it was more like thoughtful. Mm-hmm. this was like trippy, like they were just throwing a bunch of stuff. they were like alligators, pigs, <laughs> bray in the water, like
0: children
2: it, it was um it was fine, it was interesting, and it was like, you know, oh, it's spooky and it's horror show, and yeah, yeah Bray's monologue was too long, yeah, um it was like he was in, you know, improv class and they were like, okay, we're going to play that game where we set a timer and you just talk and don't stop talking until the timer goes off. And so it just kind of like sort of went on. So I think I that was probably where I lost interest was while he was talking. I was kind of like, this is going on, Bray, like <laughs> get to it. Let's do something. And then it was a bunch of just random things happening in a swamp. Okay. So, which was not anything less than I expected. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah, I mean, this was pretty much what I expected this to be. I just didn't enjoy it as much as you enjoyed it. Okay, um, so it was fine. And so, do we believe now that Braun Strowman is dead? Was he drowned?
0: So Chris Cumbie messaged me, Russell Life Heal, uh, messaged me right before we started recording, and he's like, "So is Braun dead now?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. Like, I of course he's not, but you know, I, I don't know. This doesn't seem very much like the Lake of Reincarnation." So hashtag Hardy. So we'll we'll see. Uh, go ahead, Kyle.
1: So part of the reason that I feel like Raw and SmackDown are getting some of their lowest ratings of all time is because they're bad TV shows. Okay. Bad booking, bad writing, bad storytelling. This was like all of that to me. Like,
0: yeah.
1: so if you think about the Bray Wyatt character, the, the okay. Louisiana Bray Wyatt character, he died, I guess, or whatever, when Matt Hardy threw him into the Lake of Reincarnation, and right. did not come back until we had the fiend Wyatt. And Louisiana Bray Wyatt, he had his, his house burned down, like uh, sister Abigail, like her remains or whatever, got burned down with it in the Randy Orton like house of horror, whatever that match was. And, and like I said, he got killed by Matt Hardy. So this was supposed to be like a character yeah. that the fiend is like channeling or bringing back. But Bray Wyatt, the Louisiana like swamp guy, he was a cult leader who had a cult and it got destroyed. So where did all this stuff come from? Yeah. Like who are these people? They're not like followers. Like, like, or they shouldn't be. There's, there's no explanation of who these guys are. Like you, I mean, I'm sure they were just like, well, of course Bray Wyatt had followers when he was this character, so he's got to have people. That could be who attacks Braun, but it's like, but he's like been dead for years at this point. So why would he have any followers? Like, did he recruit people in like a week?
0: Just for this?
1: Did he like put out a Craigslist ad? Like, <laughs> where do these people come from? Sister Abigail has been dead like her remains were in the shack, but now she's like there. And I don't even understand the Braun Strowman attacking himself thing because he's not Vader or Luke. Right. I mean, maybe they're going to try to make him Luke Skywalker. I don't know. And kill his father. (laughs) But. (sighs) So that's part of it that I was just like, what even is this? It makes zero sense. It's just, like, nonsense for the sake of nonsense. And there was, like I said, there's so much wrong with it. Like, I mean, I I know it's just crazy and meant to be zany. Because it's just, yeah. it's it's a swamp match. Like, I get that. But even, like, Strowman, who's out there to, as he said, end Bray, like, before he could turn to The Fiend again. Basically saying, I'm going to go kill this man. Because he's haunting yeah. me forever. He was just such an idiot in this, like... Multiple times he, he chokeslam Bray into the boat and just like let the boat drive away. And he was like, I'm just gonna stand here and wait for the boat to circle back around empty. And then he like he threw him into the water and he he like looked over in the water and got dragged back into the water. So, I mean, it, it ended so oddly. And not only that, this is another point where I was like, who won this match? Right. Was it even a match? Because not really. Braun Strowman clearly like drowned or something, or he's disappeared. Like I said, Bray Wyatt, that's why I was another reason I was confused. Bray Wyatt jumps out of the water like he was drowned. Because he jumped out like gasping for air and he got pulled back under. And he like he comes back up as the fiend. So in my eyes, the fiend made a run in just drowned both Bray Wyatt, like the cult leader.
0: Louisiana Bray Wyatt
1: and Braun Strowman, so it's another match, like the third match of the night, where I was like, "Who actually won this match?" Right? Do I get my <laughs> points? <laughs> like, what is going on here?
0: What? No, you pick Braun. Braun definitely isn't the winner.
1: Well, Bray didn't win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think. I think this is this one, much like Oscar and Sasha, is a no contest.
1: So, yeah, it it was just just zany weird break, like kind of promo in it. And I, at some points I, I missed swamp Bray Wyatt during this feud. Cause he used to be really good at cutting these like yeah. promos in the beginning. And like, they were very, you know, but then in this match, it reminded me of why this grew sour and got old really fast. Cause he came out there and just like basically had a manifesto ready for Braun and just told this entire long promo and I was just like, "Oh, this is why." Just he's just saying nonsense. I don't know what he's even talking about anymore. Mm. It, it went on too long, as Carol said. And I was like, just "Stop talking. We're supposed to be fighting." Like I said on our previous show, that this could either be like a boneyard match and be good, or it's just going to be dumb. And this was just dumb. Like like you said, they they didn't even fight Bray and uh, Braun until. They got to the dock, which was like 10, 15 minutes in. So I just didn't care. Like it just didn't entertain me that much. Even the the people running in and all the other goofy stuff that happened, like it just it didn't entertain me. Like it was not Undertaker, like fighting the druids and fighting gallows and Anderson. They actually had a fight and a story that was playing throughout the whole thing. Braun right. was just like hitting people and throwing stuff that meant nothing. So I didn't enjoy this at all. I didn't re- even really laugh during any of it. The Alexa thing, I was just like, really? And uh, yeah, I just, and then, like I said, I don't even know what happened. Like, so I can't even judge it on that. Like, do I think the story is good or do Like, I don't know what happened. Like, it's not even clear. Like bronze body wasn't floating in the water. or Like <laughs> Bray, like didn't like transform, like in a ball of red, whatever, like smoke and then come out as a feet like, I have no idea what happened. That I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll find out maybe on SmackDown. Like, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, so I, it happened. I don't know why it happened. I don't know what happened. And I just didn't care about it. Okay. That okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um. So we're going to grade. <laughs> we're going to grade Extreme Rules right now. And I'm going to go first. Uh, I think we're probably going to do highest grade, to lowest grade, but we'll see. I have said many, many times, and I'm going to stick to it. If there's good wrestling on a wrestling show, I'm going to give it a good grade. And there was good wrestling on this show. As a matter of fact, every single match had good wrestling in it. Except for Strowman and Wyatt, which I was legitimately entertained by. The women's matches were very good. Sasha and Asuka was probably the match of the night. The tag titles were great. I was pleasantly surprised by a surprise Kevin Owens versus not your buddy Murphy match. Seth and Ray was fine. I mean it was it was really good. Was it as good as it could have been? No, because they were trying to stab each other in the eyeball half the time. But it, it was it was good. I liked I liked the show. Was it amazing writing? No. But did I enjoy it in the moment? Yeah. So I am going to for once, which I never ever do. For once, I'm going to give WWE the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to say that they're going to address the Oscar versus uh, Sasha Banks thing. I really do think that will legitimately happen, and uh, we'll see. I'm going to give this show, even though it had some wackadoodle stuff, I'm going to give it a B. And is it? A, it's kind of etched on that B minus. But honestly, like, even though the writing was dumb. The wrestling was good or great, so I can't give it too low of a grade. B-Dubs, what say you?
2: I will give this show one Michael J. Caboose.
0: One Michael J. Caboose? Yes.
2: Michael J. Caboose, who once famously said, Time isn't made of lines, it is made of circles. That is why clocks are round. (laughs) And that's how I feel about this show.
0: I can't give it a more accurate grade. That was the most accurate horror, horror show at Extreme Rules grade I've ever heard. Uh, Kyle, what 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 say you?
1: I'm going to give Carol's review uh, a C because I don't understand what she's talking about.
2: <laughs> That's pretty high. For- <laughs> uh,
1: Matt, I agree with you. If If there's good wrestling on a wrestling show, I'll give it a good grade. But this was good wrestling on a sports entertainment show. It was wrestlers working really hard. I mean, like I said, in Asuka and Sasha's, you know, match, they worked really hard. They put together an awesome match. I thought Drew and Dolph was good for what it was. Uh, It had an interesting stipulation that they, you know, worked with, even though we knew Dolph Ziggler was never going to win. Nikki and Bayley worked really well. The tag teams worked really well. Uh, I won't mention the main event because they didn't work really hard either. But I guess they were in the Florida Heat, so if you want to call it that. But this, the booking was so bad, it just ruined a lot of it for me. It just took me out of it. it. Any wrestling that I was enjoying, like just completely over, like overwhelming with despair at the end of the match. And it, it, what could have been a great wrestling show just turned into a. Whatever sports entertainment show, because like I said, there, there's with, with Sasha and Bailey with the main event. I at the end I was like, so what happened? Right. Like there's not a follow up. There's there's I mean I'm guessing we'll get a follow up on TV, but like we're grading the show. So what yeah. what happened? So I can't give it a high grade. I enjoyed the wrestling. I mean, I, like I said, I, I think I'm with you. I think we both enjoyed the wrestling. I think it was great, but there was so much that just took away from it. Because they just had to, like, overbook it and just sports entertainment up. Like I said, the Ray and Seth match was good. It would have been great if it was just a wrestling match. But they had to do this stupid eye thing. And it, like, almost ruined the ending of that match. So, I'm going to give it a C-. minus, Like, okay. borderline a D. But I don't want to go that low just because the wrestling was really good on it. Um, right. But, I mean, I wouldn't really recommend anybody go watch it. Because, like, you can watch good wrestling somewhere else that is just good wrestling like this was good wrestling that had like crappy endings for the most part so like okay it's kind of a waste of time at that point so i'd I'd give it a c minus
0: i understand i am fine with that i understand the complaints about the show uh i just feel like which is weird i usually can't overlook them and for some reason i did this show i don't know maybe i was just in a really good mood when i watched it maybe I uh-huh. know. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Russell Life Matt for Wrestle Life Radio. You can follow us all on Instagram and, and Facebook at Wrestle Life Radio and on Twitter at Russell Life Pod. You can follow Kyle at
1: Kyle.Polly on Instagram.
0: You can follow my beautiful wife, Carol b Dubbs, at
2: Carolson on Instagram and YouTube and Carolson.WordPress.com.
0: That is C A R O L E S E N N. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Russell Life Matt. You can listen to us wherever, including where you're hearing us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow with a review from AEW and Monday Night Raw. Did they explain what happened to Sasha and Asuka? No. Who knows? Yep. We'll we'll see. (laughs) Tune in tomorrow and we'll find out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We hope you have an absolutely wonderful day.
1: Let me in.